you have successfully managed to claw your way into the Casa Berenice Recordings Podcast, Episode 20. This podcast is our way to release multi-tracked recordings from house concerts that we host in our living room. We being Clay Chaplin and Heather Lockie, and including our Claude friends, Xenotron, Fuzzy, Nemesis, and Fluff Nugget. This episode features performances by Biliana Vuchkova and Michael Zarang. It was recorded live at a Casa Berenice house concert on April 9th, 2022. Stick around after the performance for an interview with Biliana Vuchkova and Michael Zarang. And now, here are Biliana Vuchkova and Michael Zarang performing on violin and percussion.
Hi, I'm Michael. Um, I'm going to play three short pieces on three different bells.
that was the circus bell. This is the bumblebee bell. pandemic thing. Uh, in Chicago, where I'm from, there was a very uh, influential and famous sort of underground jazz club called the Velvet Lounge. And it was run by Fred Anderson, master musician and also proprietor of this wonderful place. And uh, above the sh uh, stage there was a big gaudy brass chandelier and then a matching one above the audience. 
And this piece was the sconce of the chandelier. And uh, I wound up, you know, after the place closed and everything got uh, moved around and divvied up, somehow I wound up with it. And the thing is, there's a, they cut a, a chunk out of it in order to feed the electrical through it because apparently the velvet lounge wasn't up to code. Um, so it's a cracked bell that I'm going to be playing for you tonight. <laughs> cracked and, bell, but not crushed. <laughs> cracked bell, but not crushed. And I, uh, I fixed it so it doesn't crack anymore, but it makes it um, a very delicate sounding instrument. So this will be pretty quiet.
stuff out before uh, Biliana and I can uh, have our duo. Yeah. So, five minutes.
Hello, I'm Biljana Vučkova. I'm a violinist, composer, performer from Berlin. Hello, my name is Michael Zarang, and I'm a percussionist and composer based in Chicago. Hi, I'm Andrew Chawate, and I curate the Unwrinkled Ear concert series in Los Angeles. You know, this is a very difficult question because for the life of me, and I was talking about this the other night, I can't figure out when we met and when we played together for the first time. It was it was just like all of a sudden she was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, it wasn't long ago maybe, but no. I don't really remember. Yes, it's the same with me. This is really so strange because it, 
it 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 seems like all of us have this this moment of thinking like well how did we meet like where was the first time and and it's really like each of us has this question about one of the others so it's kind of funny i have the same question about michael i'm like i don't know exactly but the thing is like berlin has such a vibrant uh, music scene and michael is a very uh, frequent guest in there so it must have been somewhere a concert or some kind of a venue or some place where we were together that we listened maybe and then we got to talk or whatever and then it just became normal like it just we've been meeting and um, again i don't know exactly when the first time we played together was it could have been in a constellation of other stars like more people <laughs> i don't know you met in the stars but i remember so the first maybe i can talk about the first moment that i recall of playing with michael which mm -hmm. was in chicago when we met and we did a little tour like not really tour but we had like two or three concerts in madison and wisconsin milwaukee. i believe yeah. yeah milwaukee or something And then we recorded a, a recording session in the um, ESS Chicago, Electronic Sound Studio. Mm -hmm. And we just loved playing together. And then it was really official. Then we were like, okay, we're just going to be doing that. This is really something. Is everything you do together, is it all improvised? Do you ever have any sort of loose structure or maybe a graphic score or anything like that? Or is it just purely free improvisation? So far, it's been free improvisation. I'm sure we can go into different territories at some point in the future, but so far it's been improvised. And and maybe that's one of the reasons we can't place the moment and the time and the reason we got on a stage together, because uh, as Biliana said, in Berlin, but all over the world, the whole pool of improvisers is a quite a, a remarkable thing. Mm -hmm. And the way the music works when you're doing free improvisation is that you meet up with different people and you get on a stage with them for the first time Uh, and and see what happens and then consequently you develop relationships and different groups they expand they contract they have longevity they have a very brief time mm -hmm. but uh, you know it's always there's something about the uh, the immediacy of improvisation that makes this very quick and deep connection I mean at least in our case I feel it's a very deep connection because it happened right. right away and it was yes. like okay Well, you kind of know, like you find your people yes. when you're improvising. Heather, you know this too. And I know, I mean, it's like... You find your people. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't necessarily know why. Yes, mm -hmm. but, but it's some kind of a chemistry or some kind of a, I don't know. It's like a conversation. Like sometimes you can relate to someone in a different way and your conversation goes easy and you just can talk about everything. And some mm -hmm. other times you sit, you talk for three minutes and then you don't have much to say to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh okay mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to do anything with the quality of the person or the quality of the musician it just has to do with chemistry and mm -hmm. and relating and mm -hmm. and i think the reason why we keep improvising is because i i feel like there is so much depth and so much room to expand within improvisation between two of us that we never had the need to 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 do anything else because we have not covered that i think like maybe in another 10 years if we cover everything we may say oh why don't we just do a piece but it's just like yeah, right. there is so much there is so much more that can happen just by freely improvising mm -hmm. so we never had the necessity to do anything else so for me as a, a percussionist this is like one one hundredth of my palate 
I would think for Biliana, she is a violinist, so her entire palette, and it's huge, comes from one instrument. Whereas I play drum set, I play hand drums, I play, you know, orchestral percussion, I play fruits, vegetables, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so for me, it's always about, I'm really um, interested in exploring sounds and textures of the, uh, any given instrument, but they all have such different properties that that's a whole exploration on its own. So, you know, I've been doing for years, I've been, for instance, doing this kind of friction drumming that we did tonight. Um, and uh, that was that came years ago when I met a trumpet player, my dear friend from Berlin, Axel Dorner, and his technique on the trumpet at the time, this was in the mid-90s when I first met him, um, you know, he had this amazing technique where he was, where he was, it basically sounded like white noise, but he was moving the white noise around in space and doing these things with the, moving the valves. And it had this beautiful, solid sort of sound. And I wanted to emulate uh, his sound. So I made these mallets that I could drag across the, the head of the drum so I could get a long tone. First off, a drummer, you know, usually you hit its quick, rapid succession of hitting. And if you want to try to make something sound like a long tone, you have to really do such a long, <laughs> tight, quick roll. And even that, it's still like... Dit, 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 dit. So I wanted to get the long tones out of the drum. So friction drumming, which is nothing new. It's been around for thousands of years. But uh, to try to adapt, you know, some mallets and what have you, uh, prepare this skin... And, and try to draw long tones. And also the kind of texture that Axel was doing anyway at that time, I wanted to sort of emulate, go into that space. And that's often what happens with me is that I, I get inspired from different things, different people or different, you know, even different environmental sound or what have you. And I try to emulate it first. I try to actually imitate it, even though it's not all about imitation, but just in order to develop the techniques and develop uh, whatever the mallets and and the, I, I try to imitate things. So it's great that you have a bird in there. <laughs> I can do birds. <laughs> he 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 clearly <laughs> likes what you're doing because right. yes. he, he he has yeah. this particular chirp that means he's really into oh, it. And he good. did that. And I haven't heard that chirp in a while. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's okay. great. So that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So just that that in you know for my performance i'm playing a very limited palette i i get obsessed about little things i like to get elemental with them and then of course when i start to work with other musicians they push you in a different direction mm -hmm. and all of a sudden what you thought you had you're finding discovering new things and if, especially with biliana i mean you know a lot of this friction stuff okay it can go very well to the violin if you have a violinist that's like there with it mm -hmm. and then also she's pushing me in places and i'm pushing her in places and that's that's becomes the whole uh dance but i've also often thought because to be a multiple percussionist and to do improvisation i i have to learn a hundred instruments and of course there's never an abundant amount of time i imagine my violinist that started when she was very young and that plays the violin you know that's how much time it takes to learn an instrument and i have to try to learn a hundred so there's got to be different ways of approaching them and it's dealing with thing. them and that's why i get so elemental with them mm -hmm. primarily from the get-go and then hopefully the creativity can come when i'm with other musicians Hmm. And then, Biliana, do you have thoughts on the same? Yeah, you know, oh, like thoughts? Your, your palette? I mean, I think it's just really a personal connection to Michael. Mm -hmm. And it is usually the way it is with the musicians that I work with. 
like as as Michael already said, like certain musicians and certain sounds make you do things that you probably wouldn't think of doing before, or you, you or you did not think of doing before, and so and so we we have this very strongly between us, and and I have to say like. If, if there is something general about the palette that I use with Michael, is that I am not very often very tonal. And I am actually quite tonal in adult constellations at least half of the time, let's mm. say. I mean, this is very roughly said. Of course, things are quite different each time. But but this is somehow, it just makes me go into this world of like, I don't know, like sounds that you would hear in a village. And that's why actually our album has all these like village-related sounds because it just, something that could happen not necessarily in a musical context but that actually has musical qualities mm -hmm. and and um, it is for me it's not the thought that I had when I started playing with him it, it came more as a result of observing what we are doing and, and re-listening and especially with the recording when we were editing and everything and I thought you know it just reminds me of this kind of like um, atmospheres in, and I don't know why village comes to my mind so strongly because it could be also nature or I don't know, but it's 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 something about this like non-musical context that has musical qualities. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. And, and you are playing with a musical and, instrument, and I am playing with a musical <laughs> instrument. We are both playing with musical yes. instruments, and then generally to speak about my palette is that um, yes, I am playing more or less the violin only. And I do have little preparations, of course, and I have like little extended um, amplified ideas for amplifications and stuff like that. But I think the one thing that that um, that I like about it is that after all these years that I'd studied classical music, I, I felt like um, I, there must be a way to grow further. And I, d I didn't know what that could be because I thought like, okay, I'm playing already order repertoire, I'm playing concerts and I'm 18 or 19. What, what is this like? Am I going to do this for the rest of my life? I'm going to get crazy. This was it my wasn't other for me. I couldn't. For you. <laughs> I couldn't. That was mine as well. Yeah. My other so, question. <laughs> so how do you, like, how do you, and then I thought, but wait a second, like there is a way that there are a lot of things that can be done with these instruments, which, which I didn't even think what they can be, but I knew that there must be something. So I... I intuitively searched for this thing and then I moved to New York and I studied there and whatever. Then, but what, what it's important is that I was longing for developing further than what I already knew. Yeah, I'll ask a question. When you guys are listening to improvisations that you're not taking part in, what are you listening for and to? It's interesting. I think for me, it became progressively more and more important who is the person that is making the music or the personality and the engagement of the person that is creating the music and i think i think i can if i have to generalize more i would generalize that i think what i like to hear and what i look for and what i long for hearing is people that are deeply engaged into the music making while they do it and you can really tell, mm -hmm. and 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 actually, in actually, usually these kind of artists are also deeply engaged into research and into create creation, not on stage, um, and and it's it's this kind of a wish to reach beyond our 
borders somehow or beyond our capacity if you want and and this this longing and this wish to reach beyond and and maybe by doing what we are doing we are actually making this possible occasionally because there are these magic moments that pop up sometimes and 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 this is it we're just giving a possibility to reach beyond to reach somewhere further and when this happens it's magic and i think like most of the time that i i would be at a place i kind of unconsciously and unvolunteerly and unwillingly wish for this to happen and and so i would choose to go to places where i feel like this it, there is a potential that this can happen because of this person or this combo or this group or whatever but it's usually as i said for me it's very important who is the person the person that makes it so that's that's somehow mm-hmm. yep for me, I years ago I came to this place with music. When I was in music conservatory, I, I was trying to, you know, hear different compositions, hear different composers, hear different approaches to music. I was trying to always. I, I found myself in this in this place where, when I was listening to a live concert, I was my brain was going too quickly and trying to analyze what I was hearing, just because I was in a place where I was trying to learn. And that didn't serve me well. And I remember one day it just sort of struck me that all I really need to do is just empty myself and let it wash through me, whatever the performance was. And then I can say, oh, it made me feel good. (laughs) It made me feel (laughs) bad. It provoked these thoughts. It provoked these images and sort of work backwards to then the analysis of the actual melodic content, the rhythmic content, the textual content, and all the all that stuff, and so that served me very well, and it still does, and that's that's what I do, and it's interesting because then uh, it doesn't matter if it's improvised music or if it's composed music or if it's half and half or whatever. If if you're as an audience member, I mean, of course, because I'm a musician and a composer, that that kind of stuff is intriguing to me. But if it makes you you know, if it makes you feel a certain way, it makes you feel a certain way. The fact that the musicians aren't going to be able to repeat it exactly that way the next night, <laughs> not so important to me if, as an audience member, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's what I go for. And, 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 and it's also, you know, sometimes you hear music that just really inspires you and really uh, either it inspires you in, in a certain way to, to try something new or it just opens up all sorts of different uh, uh, imagery or uh, feelings or thoughts. Uh, so that's what I kind of do. I don't know if it's uh, if that really answers the question. But that's I don't listen for anything. I just listen to it all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and see how it affects me. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's very interesting too because there's the issue issue where you know I've played music. And not necessarily improvised music, but music that it's not my um, favorite kind of stuff. But I can do it, and then you make it alive. So, like I, you know, I toured with a folk music combo for a while, and and you know, sort of a popular music group, and that was not what really what I do. But I I could do it, and I could uh, I could make it alive in the moment. And 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 people say sometimes about me that I'm all over the place, which is true. <laughs> but it's also like you know, I like the sound of the drum. <laughs> you know, 
if I hit the tom-tom, it's like, whoa, a tom-tom. <laughs> so if I'm playing in a country band or if it's crazy free improvisation or free jazz or it's still the tom-tom and I'm still making it sound good, you know. <laughs> Hopefully. You can find me at michaelzerang.com. One word, Michael Zerang, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-Z-E-R-A-N-G.com. You can find me on my website, which is biljanavuchkova.net. And then I have uh, Instagram and Bandcamp and Facebook. So social media is also available. So discover, enjoy. The Unwrinkled Ear is on Facebook as well as Instagram. There is a Twitter phenomenon also associated with the unwrinkled ear, period. I wanted to say thank you to Andrew for bringing us these yes. two per- performers and making this possible. Yeah, thank you. I'm, oh, I'm thank deeply, you also for deeply appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm 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 thrilled. I've I've loved the concerts <laughs> I've attended here. I've always thought, wow, there's everything here sounds great. So when folks have an opportunity to have an extra day, there's no reason to not have it be in a beautiful space <laughs> where people can experience the music in a different way. Yeah. Yes. Well, and thank to you yeah. for being willing to Thank come and both. play a small house oh, concert. Oh, no. Michael actually ran a house concert series yeah. in his own house. So you well, know. it wasn't a house concert. Right. Exactly. It was a it was my rehearsal space that I, uh-huh. I did concerts in every Friday and Saturday night for uh, four years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did also actually have a stage of, of house mm-hmm. concerts in my place for about two years. Wow. So yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Also, so, so the love knew. of house you concerts were... is very apparent here. Yeah. Well, also, I think for improvised music, since, you know, usually... 300, 400, 500 people don't show up. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> 25 people is good for house concerts. 25 is usually about right. You know, it's usually good. Thank you for joining us on the Casa Berenice Recordings podcast. We would like to thank the musicians for performing and our lovely community here in Northeast LA for attending our concerts. For more information about our house concerts or our current release catalog, please visit our website, casaberenicerecordings.com. And thank you for listening.